everybody, and welcome to Geek Actually episode 11. Legs 11. <laughs> I am Dave McVeigh, and I'm joined in the studio by Dave Longo. How are you, Dave? I'm good, sir. That's theoretically. Theor- <laughs> uh, yes, we'll come back to that in a little moment. Uh, this is the podcast about everything and, well, nothing, quite frankly. Mm. And it's all told, filtered through the perspective of the geek, which is us. And some people have actually said to me once, they said, how is it some of your news is geek-related? I don't know. Because if I like it, and you like it, and we're mm. geeks, therefore then it's geek-related. It yeah. So that's the and way geeks won. So oh, now everything is geek news now. <laughs> geeks are ruling the world. So then that's kind of how we we roll. We don't sit there and go, "Oh, is it really geeky?" And blah, blah. No, no, we are coming just... up in the news. <laughs> no, no. It's just if it's stuff that sparks our imagination, mm. or if it's stuff that interests us, then it's geek related. So and that's the way we work. And if you don't like it, well, go get your yeah. own show. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I dare you get to eleven episodes. <laughs> See oh, if you can do quick it. Anou- <laughs> quick announcement about 11 episodes, by the way. It's got nothing to do with 11 episodes, but it's got to do with episodes. Mm-hmm. It came to my attention from one of our fans, uh, Jeffrey Witham, mm-hmm. uh, that Geek actually was having some problems. And so I had to go and investigate this further. Uh, apparently, the uh, show links weren't turning up on any of the past episodes. Oh. So we say 11 episodes, but we actually have 140-something <laughs> episodes. Yes prior to this show, plus 104 episodes of film, actually, plus all the mm. tech, actually, plus all the geek, actually. It's tech. like a Star Trek fan trice. Absolutely. So basically all of those shows, all, what is it, we've done 500 shows or whatever it is, all up, a good solid percentage of them, I'm thinking something like 80% of them, had no links on them. So mm. basically the show notes were all there and it would say, listen to the podcast But here, you couldn't listen. But there was no actual player and no link to download them. So there were just these dead posts that really had nothing on them. The episodes were attached to them, but for some reason when we changed theme on our website mm. about a year ago, it broke all those links. Yeah, right. So just why we bring all this up is because, yes, you're, you're – Please have been heard because we keep saying to people go to the website for mm. past episodes and of course they can't get them. Yeah. So I have spent the last couple of days and I will spend the next few days going through every single one of these and reattaching the actual podcast link. Yeah. So every episode of the old Geek Actually show, every episode of Film Actually, every episode of Panels, um, every episode of Platforms, if you're interested in Platforms, all now have players and download mm. links. Some of the smaller shows we're still working on and we're still kind of catching up on all the specials and stuff. But yes, those links are now active and you can go download those into your podcast player and go back and relive your or our past. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> you could go back to your own self. I could go back to myself. But you know what was really interesting about this, and kind of the only reason I bring all this up, is the fact that going back and looking back over all those episodes, all I can think is, we were really busy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm rereading some of the yeah. show list going, oh, we talked about that, yeah. and we talked about this. And going over film, actually, in particular, because you look at all the films that we yeah. reviewed and all the interviews that we did, and we're sitting there going, Wow, that was actually a very yeah. productive time. We've, we've done some stuff. We've done yeah. some. We've done yeah. some shit, man. That is weird. Where you probably will do something where you like you look at you've re- reviewed Iron Man two, and you're like, I meant really. We did. <laughs> we did. What did I say about Iron Man two? <laughs> I makes me wonder about going back to some of the stuff because yeah. we reviewed all sorts of stuff, and you go back and you go, Wow, I don't even remember that movie. <laughs> <laughs> what was, was the first movie you reviewed? Do you remember Dark Knight? The Dark Knight. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, The Dark Knight was the very, very first episode we talked about The Dark Knight. And the first episode was such a mess that uh, because we had no show notes and it was just 
Jake and I, and we just basically just started talking mm. that in the episode, if you go back and listen to it, it's, it should really be just a pilot. I mean, because <laughs> yeah. it, it should never have been It released. might be better than you think, man. Well, no, it's not. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> and you go back and you listen to it, and we'll go, we'll come back to it. Never come never back come to back. it. We never yeah. come back to it. Yeah. We'll start talking about something, and we'll say, yeah, yeah, one second, never come we back to it. We haven't done that, though, in a while. <laughs> <laughs> we just circle around things. We never really finish a thought. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> Hopefully, we've come in a... In a, in a up a few steps. Or like. uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. No. <laughs> I, I think like I, it this way. Though. I'd, I'd like to point out that it's July. <laughs> it is July. And by the way, happy 4th of July That's to right. our American yeah. listeners. Who, that we happened. will not go quietly into the night. <laughs> <laughs> that happened yesterday for us. And this, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be a few days old. So I apologize. But yeah, happy 4th of July. But more importantly... Than the American Independence Day. There's a movie called Independence Day Resurgence. There is, but more important than that, July is our anniversary. This podcast network turns seven on, I think it's the 28th of July. So yeah, so there you go. We are, in July is the anniversary of this network. Celebrations. Celebrate. Do I have that? I don't (laughs) think I even have that on my soundboard. I got to get that. Oh, yeah, here. More of that when it happens. <laughs> <laughs> so when it happens, yeah, more of geek it. Geek actually resurges. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually had a look at the uh, the headlines of the gossip magazines mm. and there was really nothing new. No. It was all the same. The only piece of news apparently is that Kim Kardashian has <laughs> stated for the record that she is not calling her next child Southwest. <laughs> I was in um in Kinokania, this bookstore in Sydney, and they've got like a awesome new, a new release. Best bookstore in Sydney. And it's like the, in the new release section, they've got this huge pyramid of Kim Kardashian's new book. I don't know if you've heard about this. It's, it's called Selfies. Oh, this is the book yeah. of Selfies. Yeah, it's just Selfies. And um, But what I loved about it most was that she, the author credit is just Kim. Just Kim. Just Kim. Of course. It's probably her Instagram username. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's like, man, you'd have to be pretty desperate to buy in this book, you know. Sorry, I was looking for my phone for a minute. <laughs> thought I'd lost my phone. Well, I guess there's Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner. Oh, they're breaking up. Still. Yeah, that's yeah. not. That actually hasn't made the gossip rags yet because our gossip rags are like a week before. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that's really fresh. Yeah. So the question comes from that, though, mm. which is how long until Kevin Smith starts talking <laughs> to Ben Affleck again? How I, long until, I hope soon. Yeah. How long until Ben Affleck appears on Fat Man on Batman? Let's, let's give it a few weeks. Yeah, maybe let the, the, dust, know, settle let the dust settle and let the ink dry on the yeah, divorce right. papers. Because <laughs> uh, the reason we say this is not... Wouldn't ha- that be hysterical if that was the reason for their breakup? Well, well like, I just want to talk to my friend. <laughs> well, apparently... So if you go talk to him, we're done. We, are, we aren't we talking out of school because apparently mm. one of the persistent rumors mm. is that the reason why Ben Affleck and Kevin Smith don't talk mm. is because Jennifer Garner won't let them. Yeah. So that this is one of the persistent rumors. Whether this is true or not, we, we, have are, no we, we, are, we are yeah. not... Privy yeah. to their private yeah. lives. We in just any more want to. We just want wishful thinking because we just love Ben Affleck and Kevin Smith, like, and we and, want and Ben we Affleck want to be to in talk. more rats. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. So it's more. Look, let's face it. We're not, we're not sitting here hoping for a marriage to dissolve no. and all this stuff. We're like, not hoping for yeah. that at all. But what if there is any chance of getting inside scoop or gossip mm. on Superman v Batman, yeah. Dawn of Justice, to give it its full title? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's going to be Kevin Smith talking to yeah. Ben Affleck. Yeah, and, and if you've ever seen those um, behind-the-scenes features that they did on all the Viewer Skew Universe yeah, yeah, DVDs, yeah. like those two are just They're chatty. dynamite together. Like, you know, yes. like it's, it's, it, we're kind of 
you know. We're just kind of hoping that we yeah. get that back. Exactly, yeah. Because a smodcast, just the two of them talking crap for an hour would be would be hilarious. I could think. you imagine him and Scott Mosier and Ben Affleck yeah. just ranting on? How good would know. that be? Yeah. Maybe we'll, they'll get Kevin Smith to write a DC movie now. Can you imagine? Ooh, he could write the next Batman movie. Yeah, or Justice League. <laughs> Oh, be still my beating heart. (coughs) We might actually save the DC Universe after all. Speaking of (laughs) DC Universe, did you see the pictures? Oh, from Batman vs. Superman. So, well, not those. They released those official stills as well. But more importantly, they actually had all of their costumes at on display. Oh, yes, at at some expo. Yeah, at the um, the merchandising expo. Yeah, yeah. Why this is important, you go, oh, there's costumes on display. Why do we care? Because now these are the costumes without all the desaturated filters and all. This is just the costume. Mm. Wonder Woman's costume looks awesome. There's, it actually there's does have the blue. Yeah. It's got the yeah. blue and the red and the gold, and it actually looks And you see like, the um the lasso of truth, don't you? Yes, on she's a, wearing on waist. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's wearing it. And what I'm hoping is they add a digital glow to that because her lasso yeah. always glows. Yeah. You know, They won't because apparently Scott Snyder doesn't believe in color. So <laughs> there was some comment made. Um, I think it was by Affleck uh, about Batman vs Superman for that Entertainment Weekly article. They showed all the new images, and it kind of got me mm. really interested in the movie again because it's like I still think the film yeah. is going to be a train wreck. I, mean, I don't know now at this point because Affleck had said something where like um the the Wayne Manor is now a decrepit, vine ridden mansion, and like the way that he's playing Batman is that Batman's on the end of his tether. He's just he's just like on the edge of insanity and right and like he's just thrown everything away to become this monster you know and i kind of think that's really kind of exciting that is kind of interesting you know yeah. and, and that's that is a new take on, on although he called it the american hamlet i think can, which was, which was can really, we talk about padding though because all those shots of him in that bat <laughs> and, and snyder and snyder was saying oh he's really buffed up for it and blah 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 there is an official photo now released of him as Bruce Wayne, mm. and he is nowhere near the size <laughs> of that suit. <laughs> is that the one where they're at like some ball and he's talking no, to it's just Diana? No, out- oh. they're outside. It's him and um, I think it's him and um, uh, Lois talking. Oh. It's just no, a, it's just, it's, it's just him in a business suit, basically. Yeah, right. And him, he's talking to a girl. I think it might be Lois, but I can't remember. But anyway, he's just in this blue business suit. Mm. And in the next photo is the photo of the three, the cover, which yeah. has got the three of them standing in that classic yeah, Trinity. the Trinity. The oh. Trinity sense. And he's bigger And I than, mean, you can't help but get excited from seeing that Trinity. Oh, like, yeah. Well, that's like, great. But you know, And I love the fact that she's front and this center. This is what I'm so worried about is that our hearts are just, they're being won over. You know, like, it's the way of the world, man. Yeah. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're, they're gonna, gonna pump debut us up. A, there's and, gonna be a trailer this week, I think, right? A Comic Con. Oh, yeah. Well, that's right. They got a huge and panel. Star Wars. They've got a huge panel. That's yeah. right. I forgot. Um, and Marvel hasn't got a panel at all. No, but they'll do their own. Yeah, Marvel's pulled know, out of Comic Con. Yeah, Marvel's like we're bigger. We're bigger you know, than that. Yeah, we got two billion yeah. dollar franchise <laughs> movies now. So yeah, we got three <laughs> billion dollar films. Your move, DC. <laughs> <laughs> Was it the direct competition? <laughs> <laughs> distinguished competition. That's right. Distinguished competition. Distinguished competition. It's yeah. like your turn. <laughs> and then you got Hobo Aquaman. So we'll see what happens with Hobo Aquaman. But I'm going to try and be optimistic. Absolutely. And we should actually talk about that. This is a turning point for this show because those who listened to last week's show, I'm sorry. We were very cynical. We were very cynical and it got very dark. It was supposed to be a very quick review of Jurassic World and we just got very, very Mm. deep into all sorts of other comments. So Dave and I have had a talk about it and basically said, well, well, we lost kind of sight of what this show was. And Mm. this show was just about having a bit of fun. Yeah. And we got to remember, and this is to out there to all the bloggers in the blogosphere out there as well, which is let's not forget 
why we go to movies in the first mm. place. And one of the things that really drove a nail into this concept was reading the reading the Rotten Tomatoes ratings for Terminator Genesis. And we're going to yeah. come back to Terminator Genesis at the end for our review. But in reading the Rotten Tomatoes, it said it got 18% on, oh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Did it get Tomatoes. that low? Boom. Just knocked it, knocked it down from the critics. Yeah. The fans, 77%. Sure. And you look at it and go... Critics are so yeah. out of touch with what people actually want to watch. Mm. And I think that's the biggest problem here is that yeah. there, there's a divide that has happened because the critics all want important and life-changing mm. and life-affirming and, and does it advance the human condition. And the audience just wants to be goddamn entertained. Yeah, I read this, you know? um, this like comment section for a review of Jurassic World and, and, and the comment and comments never stick in your mind really for some reason, do they? Not really. But this one did and it was just... Not every movie is going to be Brazil, all right? No, you know, like, um, and, and I, I really loved that comment, you know. Yeah. And so, so there was actually a great, there was a great article many, 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 many years ago because I'm old. Remember, we talk about that. I just had a birthday, so I'm even older. Now. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> I'm 48. I think, last two, two weeks ago. Um, there was an article many, many years ago with Roger Ebert. When mm. Roger Ebert was at the height of it, hello, oh. microphone, at the height of his powers, and he gave. Conan the Barbarian, four stars. Now, he always rated out of four. So that's a top rating for Roger mm. Ebert. And people lost their friggin' minds. And they basically said, oh, you can't rate Conan four stars, blah, 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 because, you know, it's just what it is, mm. right? And Roger Ebert came out with the greatest saying of all, kind, of all time. And I've tried to live by this, and I've lost focus on that, and I'm bringing myself back to that, which is he actually said a film has to be reviewed on what it set out to achieve. Mm. He said, and he actually said, because he released a book, uh, which I actually had for a long time, which was called The Four Star Films. And it was a distillation of all of his reviews down to just the four star films. And in that book, he actually had Gone with the Wind as a mm -hmm. four star film, and he had Conan the Barbarian as a four yeah. star film. And he actually said, you can't compare Conan the Barbarian mm. with Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind was setting out to be a big, sweeping, costume romantic uh, drama. And it completely succeeded in everything that it had to do to become that, what mm. it was. And it was a four-star film. Conan the Barbarian set out to be a sword and sandals um, violent action film about a barbarian warrior in the, in, the, in, the, in the Dark Ages, basically. And it perfectly achieved what it set out to do. And in fact, you could argue that until Lord of the Rings came out, it is probably the best fantasy film ever made. Mm. You know, Lord of the Rings obviously showed that there was more to it than that. But at the time, when you look at things like when you compare the proper comparison, which is you compare Conan the Barbarian to Conan the Destroyer yes. and Sword, Red Sonia, uh, uh, <laughs> Sword and the Sorcerer, uh, the Barbarian Princess, uh, you know, uh, what is that one called? America 3000. Sure. You know, yeah. it's like all those trashy fantasy films that were coming out in the 80s and 90s where you sit there and go, yeah, Conan was a gem mm. in the in the rough. Yeah. So you have to look at a film for what the film set out to achieve, mm. right? So you go, uh, as an example, we're going to talk about what we've been watching. In fact, we'll yeah. move into what we've been watching yeah. now. And and I don't have, still don't have. Well, a, just, just while you're doing no, here that, you go, here like, you, go. you know, before. Let me show you. I just want to add on to what you're saying because yeah. like for us, it's like we live and breathe movies. It's, it's our lives. Yeah. And like people listening to us that, that don't, we don't really care. You know, like because... For us, it's like the movie lives 
forever in our mind. And what you just it's, said about it's disposable for other people, like you know. Let's but not wind that back just a second to what you said there, because I don't want people to take offense to that statement. Oh yeah, I didn't mean it in offense. Because yeah, there is yeah. there is there is a credence to that, yeah. which is you said we love a movie, and if you don't, we don't care. That's everybody should live by that. Yeah. Because basically, a film as it stands right now, is the same as a book, a play, a game. It is completely subjective. What you enjoy, yeah. right? You go and see a film, and if you loved Transformers Age of Extinction, and everybody goes, oh, but it's such crap, mm. don't let them tell you it's crap. Yeah. You enjoyed it. Yeah. I guess, right? like, yeah, I absolutely 100% agree. And like, I guess sort of where, where I'm coming from, and I'm sure you're the same, Dave, and I hope the listeners are too, it's just that, you know, we we go to see a movie for the experience of watching the movie and, mm. and the movie itself. And so for us, it's like, like say Star Wars The Force Awakens, right? For us, like the four years leading up to it, the hype, that's all part that's of part the of breathing, you know, and uh, and going to that movie is going to be like phenomenal for us, and it's going to last a long time. But there might be someone who goes and watches it, you know. Oh yeah, Star Wars is out, cool, you know, like yeah. and, and forgets like we, about it. We've but, like, had but, many but, long but, debates there, about the original and this is trilogy. All, this is all cool. I don't want to yeah. go into Star Wars, but like I only bring it up because it's like the like the state we're living in now, where all these blogs and all these like media personalities are really starting to kill it for us, and we're trying to go against that. Because it's like they're not going for the movie experience or the movie anymore. They're going for like some social justice warrior. Correct. Thing. Yeah. And and we're kind of like we don't we don't care about that no. anymore. Like we just want to stay with the movie now. You so know? we we've we've decided we don't really give a star rating on this mm. show because I think star ratings are arbitrary and don't make any sense anyway. And really, it's about the discussion and you know talking about the film. Why do we review films then if there is if it's completely subjective? All we're doing is telling you our opinion. Yeah. So it might it might help you decide whether or not you want to spend $23 to go to the cinema mm. to go see it. You don't have to agree with us. And that's yeah. why we always say at the end of the show, agree or disagree with us, send your feedback. I have no problems yeah. if you disagree with what we say. And we love to discuss with with Yeah, listeners. and it's not going to change it. our yeah. opinions. Yeah. Like, we don't want to change your opinion. Mm. We just want you to ha- – it's like opening the discussion. Yeah. The discussion is always good because if having the discussion, you sit there and go, you might see things that I didn't see, I might see things that you mm. didn't see, or we might completely disagree on a film. Dave and I have disagreed on yeah. many films, and that's fine. I don't expect Dave to yeah, exactly. like everything like that I watch. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why we don't generally review comedies. Mm. Um, we've done one or two in the past, especially when they're really like earth-shattering and made a billion dollars at the box mm. office and we have to cover it. Or they're mixed genre, where comedy, sci-fi, or something like that. But we don't generally do comedies. And somebody asked me the other day, why don't we do comedies? Somebody said, why don't we do Ted 2? Mm. I think you actually Yeah, I think I asked you, yeah. And and I said, the reason we don't do Ted 2 is because we don't really generally do comedies. Because comedies are a funny beast. And critics will disagree with me. And that's fine. You go go back to your box. (laughs) Okay? But here's the the bottom line. A comedy's sole job is to make you laugh. Mm. If it makes you laugh and you had a good time, the comedy has succeeded. Okay? Then you you can layer onto that good filmmaking and good mm. acting and blah, blah. But the primary job is to mm. make you laugh. Problem is, what makes one person laugh doesn't, doesn't make another person one. laugh. Yeah. And so basically, comedy is the most subjective mm-hmm. thing in the world because... And then before you know it, it's a debate about whether Seth MacFarlane is, is a genius writer or not. <laughs> exactly. Like, and the thing yeah. is, I may sit there and go, well, I don't think he's a genius writer because I didn't think it was funny. Yeah. Right? And you may go, I, 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 I thought think it was he's the funniest genius, I loved it. You know, like, now, we're yeah. speaking out of school. I think Seth MacFarlane yeah. was fabulous yeah. Yeah. and, I, and yeah. I want to go see the film, but I haven't seen it yet. Mm. But we don't generally review them on the show because... 
we sit there and go, well, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's yeah, the review. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, made yeah, me laugh, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so you sit there and you look at it and go, so we just kind of, we should, and it's not to say we won't ever do comedies. Mm. It's just we we steer away from the comedy if yeah. there is another choice. Yeah. Because And as is, far as I'm concerned, there's going to be so many reviews out there for Ted 2 anyway. You know? Correct. Like, like, and we don't so, need to. So we focus yeah. our attentions on action, adventure, science fiction, drama. Geek um, stuff. Well, know, like and real, stuff. real. And like, every now and again a movie will come along where you go, it's not really geek cinema, mm. but my God, it's an amazing film. Yeah. And we just have to talk about it. Like, uh, I don't know, let's say when Doubt came out, mm. right? We ne- needed to talk about yeah. Doubt. And... That's not really geeky cinema, but, but it's it, was a movie a, geeks, it was a powerful movie, thing. It's yeah. a movie geek cinema. Yeah. And so, yeah. And if you look at the definition of geek, mm. there's a few definitions. One of them is a circus freak. But <laughs> the, the, that's the, right. Who bites the, the head the, off chicken. That's, that's exactly right. But the geek that we all are familiar with is somebody who is, and this is where I love it, where it goes, obsessive about something, mm. right? And, and we are. We're obsessive yes. about film. Yeah. Both Dave and I are film school graduates. Mm-hmm. We both love cinema. We both live mm-hmm. for it. We have huge uh, like tracts I just, of land. I, just, no, we I have, want to yeah. point out, yeah, well, massive collections. Massive I just want to point out that though I've got an article we're going to talk about in news, but the it's from a, a website called Birth Movies Deaf. Right. And that's like so perfect a title. Like that's exactly what our lives are. Yeah. We were born. We watched a lot of movies and we love movies. Everything's about movies and then we die. Absolutely. You know? And look, there's other there, things in between. I used to have you know, a poster on my wall that said, Everything I learned in life, I learned from the movies. And yeah. then it had all these amazing quotes all yeah, the way yeah. down it about yeah. the things you learn from movies. Yeah. Movies. They have they have shaped my life. Mm. They've shaped my politics. They've yeah. shaped my 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 thoughts on religion. They've shaped they've shaped a lot mm. of things, and they've just entertained me. Yeah. And there are some movies. I mean, and I'm say, just I'm like I'm sick and tired of it because like movies for me are like so important. They're so important. They're mm. like a third parent, you know. And everything I do ever is about movies. Absolutely. You know? They're and, like children. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know. And and the kind of thing is like when, when someone comes out and just watches a movie only for like you know some social warrior or some zeitgeist thing, it just kind of cuts me a bit. Mm. You know. It's like oh, like the movie, so at this movies point, are so much more. So at this <laughs> point, we got a whole bunch of people listening to the show are going, "Yeah, but where's the tech?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let, let's let's clarify that too. So basically, when we came back with Geek Actually, we tried to mimic the old Geek Actually mm. show, and this this episode eleven is a bit of a turning point for us. So let's just clarify clarify a few things. So when we first came back, we tried to mimic the old show. And you know what? You can't catch fire in a bottle Mm. twice. It doesn't happen. I didn't want to bring back film actually as a title of a show because realistically film actually was me and Josh. Mm -hmm. We started together. We ended it together. And and I look at it and go, and Josh is actually very interested in coming on the show at some point. Mm. So we might bring Josh on for for a, a couple of guest spots. But film actually was very much that. And I just thought, once again, you can't catch... Fire in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Geek actually is the name of the network. It's kind of like what we're supposed to have as the flag show. It was the show that started it mm-hmm. all. So when we brought it back, we thought we need to do it exactly like we used to. But we made a mistake. And the mistake we made was we tried to bring it back from about episode 40. Mm. We needed to go right back to the beginning. Yeah. And that's what we are now. So basically, there is no structure to the show. No. There is no... And yeah, we have little sections. Like, we are going to bring back the robot apocalypse yeah. in a minute. Um and and, and we, some weeks we might even do just a whole tech thing. That's right. Well, if there's a huge announcement that we need to talk about, that's what we might mm. talk about. Film is our primary passion, so mm. that's always going to be the primary leader. Mm-hmm. And generally, it's we come together and we sit down and go, "What did you watch this week? What did yeah. I?" Watch? And we kind of, that's how we start the yeah. show. We are still going to have the what we're watching mm-hmm. section, which we're kind of in now, and we are going to uh, have our Star Trek joy, voyage. For those who have been following mm-hmm. the Star Trek, oh, coming, not this week though. Next week, next week we come back to Star Trek. We have some more pop vinyls to give away for Star Trek, so we're going to give those away. 
um, excuse me. Um, so just to understand what's going to come in the coming weeks mm. is the show is just a chat show. It's just Dave and I sitting down and just bullshitting on yeah. for a couple, you know, for an hour or so about the things we've watched, the things we've seen, the things we've experienced throughout the week, a game we've played, mm-hmm. maybe whatever. And that's the thing. The structure of the show is whatever. That's why I said at the beginning, it's a show about everything and nothing. Yeah. Because yeah, exactly, yeah. It's, it's like, just us chatting. Just yeah. us chatting. And if you find us entertaining, then join the show. Mm. Sometimes we're gonna have a laugh. Sometimes we'll bring up something important. If there's an election or something major happened, like the you know the the passing of the the gay rights bill yeah. in America was phenomenal. It doesn't mean we're gonna go in depth on it mm. and have huge debates. This is not that forum. No, this is not the forum for the rallying cry for the weak mm. or the oppressed. This is not, this is a, this is, a, it's a, it's an entertainment show, people. Yeah. So, you know, this is what we really are. We want you to have fun listening to that's us. That's right. Yeah. And, so, and so that's what we're going to be aiming for. And if you like the show, if you like that idea and you're joining us for that, tell your friends, come along. Let's and have, we let's, can be fun. And we can be fun. <laughs> and we'll have a bit of fun with it. All right. So with all of that out of the way, I want to talk a little bit about what we've been watching, and then we're going to go on to some news, because there mm-hmm. has been a little bit of news this week. Yeah. So first of all, uh, let's get this out of the way, because, mm-hmm. and I know it's still the old, old theme, and I know you don't <laughs> like it, and, we'll, and, I will, and, and, I will, and I will fix it, but we just got to talk about this very quickly. Your move. And I'm still trying to find the article. <laughs> <laughs> of all the weeks, you could have changed the theme too. I know, I know. And you know, I was actually looking at it before. Here it is. Here's the article. All right. So in Robot Apocalypse News, now just to clarify for those who have never listened to the show before, we are not big believers of the zombie apocalypse because come on, that's <laughs> fantasy. But we do we do think that, you know, one day the robots, we are heading, there's evidence gathering that we may be heading to our own extinction mm-hmm. because of the rise of the robots. And that's not just because of Terminator. We've been talking about this mm. for years. But uh, Jamie Lawrence... Uh, yeah. owner and sponsor uh, from Good Games Hurstville, sent me this article and said, this has got to be for your robot apocalypse. And apparently the headline, not apparently, the headline really is, the headline is... Theoretically. Uh, theoretically. The headline is, worker killed in Volkswagen robot accident. <laughs> so what a week for this yeah. to happen. I love the image that that conjures in your mind, though. <laughs> this, this Volkswagen Beetle attacking a guy. No, uh, Time to die. So it says, a technician has been killed by a robot at a Volkswagen plant near Castle, Germany. Now, the reason why this is a bit of a non-story is that that headline's fantastic and mm. it's very sensational the week that the Terminator is coming out. Yep. However, if you actually go down through the article, it says that he was a 21-year-old external contractor and it says in these factories, the robots do move very quickly and you know, and they've got set patterns and they're behind cages mm. uh, because for safety, yeah. right? This guy was in the cage, <laughs> all right? So it's not, not surprising he was hit in the head by a robot, you yeah. know? For Jaws, like the... Robot, ro- robot goes in the cage. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a shark cage. Yeah, man goes in the cage. Man goes in the cage. Robot's got a doll's ass. <laughs> <laughs> so there's your robot apocalypse. It's kind of robot apocalypse, but it's a kind of not. But anyway, yeah. it was good try. Yeah, <laughs> good try. Maybe one day we'll have a real robot apocalypse story. You know, well, we, like, we've had a couple in the past. Like, robot gains sentience, murders twenty people. <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh, you know the gun rights, like that that whole. Issue, it, maybe it'll turn into the robot rights issue. You know? oh, like we gotta, we gotta stop what, giving robot- uh, uh, yeah. Turing testing and, yeah. and, and, and and what is sentience. There you oh, go. This is exciting. Yeah, we'll we'll keep our eyes on that. Everyone has devices as um. 
Terminator Genesis tells us. Tell, uh, that, yeah. uh, and we'll come back to the review in a minute, but just on, on the tech of mm. Terminator, um, when they when they were uh, referring to uh, everything is interconnected and all the devices will work together, mm. and all I can think is, does that mean that Skynet is Apple. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that's a bit weird. Yeah. Um, anyway, that yeah, was we'll just, come, we'll come a, back to that in Danny Dyson. Too. Yeah, that was a, that was a side note. Anyway, um, well, I loved okay. um, that, that they named Miles Dyson's son Danny. I just Danny. thought that was very funny. Anyway. What uh, have you been watching this week? Uh, I went to see Minions, Dave. I'm curious to the see Spickle this because spinoffs don't generally work well. This is amazing spinoff. Yeah, yeah, I really love this. <laughs> it's like um, I don't know, you know, it's the Minions, and the Minions were quite frankly the funniest yeah. thing in, yeah. in Despicable Me. And did you like Despicable Me I one and two? Yeah, I, I never watched, saw two. Yeah. I saw two's really good. I saw Despicable yeah. Me one. I still haven't seen part two. Um, I really like Despicable. Yeah. The story me of this one. is like it starts at like the the dawn of man, <laughs> and the Minions <laughs> are there, and the Minions are just hunting for a big boss. That, right, you know, but they keep killing their bosses, and so they progress over time. And the whole movie takes place in the '60s, oh, which right. I didn't know. So it's all the the new love and all that stuff. And um, yeah, they're just looking for a for a big boss to take charge of them. Excellent. And it's just mostly like uh, free minions. Like they're basically the free stooges. Yeah, they go out on a mission. They leave their their home with all the other minions, and they just go and search for a, a big bad. Cool. And it's just hijinks, just absolute <laughs> nutcase hijinks, you know. Sounds uh, that sounds like a lot yeah. of fun. I don't want to spoil it if anyone's out there <laughs> no. to go and see it, but like you know, there's a lot of surprises. So how does it hold up? But if you compared it to the two Despicable Me, I, I think if they had called Despicable Despicable Me free, it still would have flown. Right, like you know, it would have been fine. Like, um, but I'm glad they didn't because grew. He's not in it. You know, yeah, well. Okay, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> enough said. Maybe he's not in it, but maybe they, they tie it, but. Maybe. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, this there week- is Despicable Me Free coming, though. We looked it up when we left the movie. Oh, there is. And um, apparently they're working on it now. For so they're going to have Despicable Me 3 and the Minions 2. I hope so. And oh my God, that could give. Because you go into Minions sort of going like, I wonder if they can sustain this. Right. You know? And then you just... It's hysterical from the get-go. Like, they, they kill a T-Rex by accident. You know, like... <laughs> 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 and, like, 80% of the movie is just... And no subtitles. You know, like, there's a, there's a sequence in there where one minion is is given the, 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 the crown to the, the the English, like, royalty. Right. And he goes up on... um. On like the the pulpit kind of thing to the whole crowd, all of England, it's just like you know, King Bob, and they all like <laughs> clap and applaud for him, and then it's just this like two minute just, and the crowd's just dead silent, and the minion goes, King Bob, and they all just, ah! and that's the whole movie. It's just like nonsense for you know eighty minutes. I'm gonna go see this movie. The, oh, it was packed too because we saw like a five o'clock session. Well, the minions are really yeah. popular. It's like so popular. You know, you can go to YouTube yeah. and find ten hours of minions. Yeah, it's just the minions just yeah. repeating over and over and it over. Was again. Like, normally, you get annoyed when a crowd's like talking and running around, but this was like, you know, it was almost weird because we were the only adults in this like filled with kids, right? And the kids were running up and down the aisles, and um, but they were all just repeating what the minions would say, right? So, and the minions kind of speak like Spanish or like Italian or, like <laughs> or some, gibberish. Some kind of, it's gibberish with like a few words, you know, right. like. Mexico. You know, like, so it's like, and the kids you'd hear in the back row go like, Mexico! Ma- so it made for a fun watch, you know. 
What about cool. you, Dave? What did you watch? Actually, I've been I spent a lot of time at home this week because I've been holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Nicholas and I have been watching a lot of film. We've been catching up on a lot of films, mm. and so we've been rewatching the Terminator films and stuff like that. And one of the films that we watched, we caught up on, but was a film that had passed me by at the cinema. I bought it on Blu-ray, oh, I think nine months ago and never watched. Mm. And so it's just been sitting on the shelf, which is The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Mm-hmm. Um, and we sat down to watch it. I actually had to pause this film halfway through it and look at Nicholas and go, pay attention as, a, as an aspiring filmmaker. Mm. I said, pay attention. This is one of the most precise films I've ever seen made. Just the the transition of cuts, the the, the photography, the, mm. the layering of the I remember film. it was... Gorgeously it is filmed. So beautiful. Gorgeously filmed. And I actually really enjoyed the film mm. as well. I thought this was a really fun film. I thought this was a film all about just a guy trying to discover who he was yeah. and his place in the universe, or his place in the world. And it was just a really, really fun, good film mm. that was just extraordinary to watch. Yeah. I remember um, we were talking about this before because David mentioned it to me, and I also loved Walter Mitty mm. as well. And it's like, I remember at the time, like, you know, it was kind of just overlooked a bit. Yeah, and we were having a conversation like Ben Stiller's always seems to be overlooked as a yeah, director. Yeah, and look, I don't think know. Ben Stiller, I don't think every film Ben Stiller's made, I have been a huge fan of. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm one of the mi- minority. I didn't think Zoolander was very funny. Yeah, Once you again, are, you are a, in a minority. There's that whole subjective you, comedy. You read minds? <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's, that whole, there's that whole subjective comedy thing. I, that particular brand of comedy didn't appeal to me. Mm. And probably because I didn't like the characters because the whole fashion thing doesn't appeal to me anyway. Mm. But so anyway. I, you know, so, so, and that's, that's a whole different issue. But... He's made some really good films. I really love Tropic Thunder. I loved uh, Reality Bites. I love, I actually, I'm in the minority because I really like Cable Guy. That's more my sense of humor, you know? And so I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think he is, he's not respected for mm. being the filmmaker. He's always, he's always been known as the actor and as the comedian, but I don't think he's respected as the filmmaker. Mm. And I think he's, there is, a, there is enough in his body of work now that you can look at it and go, I think he knows how to put together a film. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, I mean, even Ke- Tropic Thunder is, I think, massively overrated. I'm underrated. 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 I love Tropic Thunder because you look at Tropic Thunder and it's hysterical and it's brilliant and the satire is amazing. But you look at how that movie is shot and filmed; yeah. it's it is seriously an <clears throat> impressive movie. Yeah, you know, if it wasn't if it wasn't trying to be a comedy, you could make a damn good war film. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. So yeah, no, I, I, Secret Life of Walker, Wal, Wal, excuse me again. Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Walter Mitty. <laughs> there you go. Minions, minions are talking. Secret Life of Walter Mitty on Blu-ray. Grab it now and have a look. Mm. Just just to have a look at how it's made. Yeah, because it is stunning. It is stunning. Um, all right, let's. I'll do just it. briefly yep. uh, mention because I've been on a Sam Raimi kick lately, oh. and I I just watched The Army of Darkness with the. The commentary. Yeah, we've got it. some news about but Raimi. I'll, we'll come back to that in the news. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll come back to that in the news because we've got a news story about Raimi and Campbell. Uh, mm-hmm. So, Dave, tell me, uh, tell me the um, the most. Uh, if, let me put it this way: tell me the most duh piece of news you've heard this week. So they've announced that uh, Kirk and Spock will return for Star Trek Four. No, <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm I'm shocked and amazed. Yeah. yeah, this is this is the uh, this is the Star Trek that's going to have hot cars and V8s <laughs> and girls in bikinis, yeah. right? Uh, I hope so. They're going to go to San Francisco. This again, is Justin Lin's director. Yes. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be. It'll be gonna... um. It'll be dubstep. <laughs> it'll be. <laughs> it'll be Trek Four. <laughs> <laughs> 
space, space, <laughs> vinyl. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Kirk and Spock will return for Star Trek Four, and when we say Kirk and Spock, we're saying the original actors are coming back. Yes, right? yeah. So they're bringing yeah. Leonard Nimoy. They just signed and- on. With <laughs> <laughs> Shatner, if only. No, 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 no. We're joking. We're joking. All right, let's move on. Yeah. What else? That, that was just funny news. I know that. Look, I think that's it's, it's ridiculous piece. Of this news. is another funny, quick thing that I saw was that uh, Steven Spielberg wrote a fan letter to The Rock, <laughs> which I thought was pretty interesting. Pardon? <laughs> yeah. All right, go on. So the letter just reads like this: Been enjoying your movies over the years. Very entertaining. I feel like I've really gotten to know you over the years. Most recently, after watching you host Saturday Night Live. Great job. You continue to go for it. Proud of your work and look forward to meeting you. Signed, Steven Spielberg. What? (laughs) How did you feel about receiving a letter from Spielberg? Wouldn't you lose your mind? And do you know what this tells me? Even The Rock, who has the best life ever, would would still be like, oh my God. How long until The Rock stars in a Spielberg film? Mm. That's what I reckon. He should play Indiana Jones. (laughs) 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 But we'll move on from that. We don't want to spend too much on that. I just thought that was really funny. Like, I just you know, think it's. I, I, I love the idea that Spielberg just is an old person too who likes things. I just wonder what you know. what's. I mean, he could have picked up the phone and said, "Get Dwayne Johnson on the phone." Mm. He didn't need to send him a letter. No, I mean, yeah. this is Spielberg. Yeah. Dwayne Johnson gets a call and says, uh, "Mr. Spielberg's <laughs> on the line for you." He would have gone, "Yeah, sure." Yeah. You know, but the letter he, Spielberg would probably know the letter The Rock would frame, put True. It on the wall, and that letter know? that yeah. letter reads like. A kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's <laughs> right. like writing into like some, you know, it's probably letter section. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. A, it's it's like for misery. Dear Mister Rock, it's a typewriter without without that letter A on, you know, on the camera. <laughs> no, it's made of cut out letters. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on into funny news. Into just now, this funny is funny. News. Do you know why? Do you know why this is funny news? Because this we talked about this. Mm-hmm. Way back in Geek Actually, uh, yeah. like before it reached episode 100, this is this has been gestating for a very <laughs> was long a time. Was Scott on this or what? No, he was on Candyland. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. Oh, well, we should tell the listeners. Yeah, yeah. Looking at this, um, they've announced the Monopoly movie is going to happen. It's actually yeah. going to happen this time. And well, it's gonna I, be, I believe it's it when gonna I see it. It's going to be a family film, which is really, really silly. They, they've got a, a tagline of it, right, which goes, the story centers on a boy from Baltic Avenue who uses both chance and community in a quest to make his fortune. <laughs> 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 it's like, ah, oh. I had an idea for a Monopoly movie years ago where it would just be like the world leaders just get around in the bunker from Dr. Strangelove. Mm. And they just play Monopoly with, with a real Monopoly board, but they change all the names and cities to real real right. places. And so it's just like they're trading and that's how the world's economy that's actually how the world works. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's awesome. I like yeah. that. So so let me guess, the lead character's going to drive around a little convertible sports car with a terrier on the top <laughs> while wearing a top hat, right? <laughs> the Monopoly guy should be in the movie. You must the, be the, the Monopoly one- <laughs> guy. <laughs> Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll leave this. Big, I wonder if Candyland will ever happen. Yeah, <laughs> maybe yeah. if Monopoly does well. Maybe. maybe we'll see a whole new <laughs> yeah. slew of board games come out. Oh, what dear. do you mean? I got to buy four houses to get a hotel? <laughs> <laughs> no, he'll buy four houses and say, "I'm going to tear these houses down and build a hotel here. It'll be my future." <laughs> do you want to cover this one, Dave? Oh yeah. Why? No, actually, you cover this one. It's not this one. I want to talk about Alan Taylor. So. Okay. So you talk- well, you go, you talk about Alan Taylor to give me a break from talking. No worries. So Alan Taylor. So a lot of people have leading up to our Terminator review, which is coming up very shortly. But um, a lot of people have criticized the trailer, basically mm-hmm. saying that it revealed 
the bad guy too soon and basically tells every mm-hmm. beat of the film and so forth. Alan Taylor, and you know, I've actually been defending this saying, well, you know, maybe this is what maybe they didn't expect that to be the huge mm. reveal. Maybe there was something else. And, you know, and to be gotta, fair, we didn't know until we saw the movie. Well, exactly. Or... And you've got to actually give a film yeah. a told you and blah, blah, blah. Alan Taylor, the director of Terminator Genesis, has actually come out. And he seems really resigned to it as well, which is <laughs> yeah. what I thought. But his quote was, he goes, yeah, it's funny. I certainly directed those scenes with the intention that no one would know. Uh, one of my favorite moments, and I think Jason Clark did a great job with it, is when he walks into the hospital in 2017. Uh, and then everything from there until the end of turn, you're supposed to think, oh, man. And this is great, right? Mm-hmm. And you look, and then of course, those who have seen the film know what the reveal is, but we won't go into that right now. But the point is that even Alan Taylor is like, yeah, I didn't shoot that to be revealed. Yeah. I shot that to be the the reveal, mm-hmm. and then in the trailer they just went out and showed it. Yeah. But he does go on in the article and say that he understands why mm. they did it. And he understands that they are trying to reboot a franchise. They are trying to reinvigorate something that everybody's basically bored with and that they don't think there's anything new under the sun. So by showing that stuff, they're showing new stuff, right? So marketing, obviously, we no, we need to show that. Alan Taylor doesn't have much say in the matter. Mm. This is the way films are marketed. Yeah. But it's really interesting that a, dr- a director would come out and go, it's just he sounds so hangdog about, it. yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. We'll talk about it more in the review, but I, I, I think, because I normally don't watch trailers, I try to avoid mm. them, but I ended up seeing this one in particular when I saw Mad Max Fury right. Road because I was at the IMAX. And trying to avoid a trailer at the IMAX is like you, you might as well. Well, just, you can't get you, out of the seat. If I try and leave during that trailer, I'm going to, I'm going to break my leg down yeah. those steps. So I just watched it. And man, the trailer does literally give away everything. And I was kind of just, I'll wait to see the movie, but it really kind of bothered me during the movie, but we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll talk about that a little bit more. So yeah, I just thought that was very interesting. Not Not to bury the lead. I should just say, you know, like it, it didn't ruin the movie, but no, no, no. We'll talk about that a little bit more as we get onto it. Let's hear something in the background of the I don't know. There anyway. is sound, isn't there? I'm hearing something. Anyway, it's the it's the ghost. <laughs> it's the ghost yeah. of the studio. Oh, we should yeah. point out that we're for the first time ever we're actually recording the show quite early in the morning. Everybody's yeah. still asleep around yeah. us. It's really yeah. weird. It's very kind of peaceful. It is. Yeah. <laughs> we're probably waking everybody up. So like, why are they talking <clears throat> about Terminator? It's so early. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of Terminator, there's this other article I found on Film Drunk, which is one of my favorite film sites. It's an uh, interview with um, one of the effects supervisors. Uh, Gene Warren Jr. who worked on Terminator 2 and it sort of goes the whole thing goes through like the the history of the CGI and mm-hmm. how it was used in that movie but what's interesting is because it's done today this in interview it like uh, it goes into this effects supervisor's opinion on how visual effects have changed and how they've impacted the industry and I'm not going to go through the whole quote but it's basically just like computers are tools and um, the computer changed our industry but the most important part of it is where he says that I think CGI has de-skilled most of the folks that now work in visual effects in the computer world. That's why half the movies you watch, these big ones that are effects-driven, look like cartoons. And this, to me, was really interesting. I don't know if you, if you found this interesting too, Dave. Like, I did. You know. I, look, I thought this was an intriguing comment because it's something... Uh, let's take this back to when Van Helsing came out. Mm. Uh, for, for those who remember Van Helsing, it was a huge, the Hugh Jackman film. Mm-hmm. Hugh Jackman, Jackman. That's right. I do um, remember Van Helsing actually. The problem with Van Helsing was I quite enjoyed Van Helsing mm. up until the last twenty minutes, and mm. the twenty minutes became the monster smackdown where the vampire was attacking the werewolf, mm. and all it was was a CG vampire and a CG werewolf, and they weren't particularly well done, so it would look like a computer game. Yeah, and so it took all sense of 
connection to mm-hmm. these characters out of the equation, and it was just these two CG monsters attacking each other. Mm. So you kind of went, well, that was a letdown, yeah. right? We're seeing that more and more and more, and we're seeing where these action sequences come about, and they go, well, it's all too hard. We'll just do it in CG. Mm-hmm. There is, it is possible to do it without CG. How do we know that? George Miller just yeah. did it. With There's actually in the, in this article, if you read the, the whole thing, is amazing. It's on. Mm. It's it's actually on the Vulture. I think, yeah. Where and where I'm not really I'm not going to bash CG because I love um, CG work. But they're they're saying that at the time, people uh, believed that even the, like even the sequence, the Hostel of Vista Baby, where he shoots the the T1000 at the end, they yeah. they even believed that to be. A CG, and that was a you know, and it's all a model, yeah. and it's like, um, it's like at the time, like it was so new and crazy, the, hmm. but it was done so well because of how difficult it was to do. What's really interesting, I just, I just watched Terminator Two, three days yes. ago, yeah, you did. and You're the saying. effects, a lot of the effects actually don't hold up today. Oh right, really? And what's really interesting is you look at it and go, it looks like early CG, mm. and uh, and like when the Liquid Metal Man walks out of the fire, yes, it's all very spectacular, and you can see in 1990 we were amazed mm. by this, but nowadays. It looks like a computer effect, yeah. you know. There's a shot where he, the T one thousand, gets shot a whole bunch of times, and they've got the the fake the, appliances, the pie yeah, that's yeah? Right. Yep. and he's laying on the ground. And then we cut to a shot of him laying on the ground where they all reform mm. and he stands up again. And the coloring on the entire frame is wrong. And I watched this on Blu-ray, yeah. so I'm watching this on top top-notch resolution and you can actually see the effect work and it's, so the effects work isn't quite as seamless as mm. it used to be because we're looking at it with eyes that are so used to perfection mm. now that we look at that and go oh it's actually but we have to always remember time and place totally. we have to remember yeah. that that film was groundbreaking was, in its yeah. day and as i said every time the t-1000 appeared on screen i'd look at nicholas and go and this is where everybody in the cinema went "Ooh, and yeah, ah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. because that's what the effect, the overall effect yeah. was. It was an amazing experience at the time. And we now are at a point where we can literally put mm. anything we can think of on screen. Yeah. There is nothing we can't do, right? And it's kind of getting to a weird place. One of my best friends is a visual effects mm. animator, but more, he's more in gaming stuff, but part of that industry, you know, with yeah. the softwares and all that stuff. But like a big thing that's happening at the moment is sort of the undercutting of visual effects studios and you know how little they're actually paid mm. in the scheme of things and how Hollywood's lowballing a lot of these companies and yeah like and so it's really interesting like at this time where visual effects are kind of really struggling in terms of being able to be done well and on time and there's barely any budgets given yeah it's like we're still not getting the right kind of feel i suppose like, yeah and look there's, there is like, there is something to be said for the whole like, is that the reason why maybe everything's looking like cartoons and, well i actually and think is I, that, I was saying to you before the show i actually they think have it, to rush these effects like i think it might be something to do with the computer game generation mm. as well though we're so used to seeing the young the younger crowd the, the the computer game crowd and so forth are so used to seeing the CG that is being generated in games, especially mm. next-gen console games, that when they see it on the big screen, it looks normal to them because that's what they're used to seeing. Mm. Whereas if those who don't watch computer games, we look at it and go, it looks like a computer game. Yeah, You know, it, it doesn't look real. But to the gamer, they're going, hey, that's pretty hot. You know what I mean? Or I think that's the perception the filmmakers at least are having. I don't think they're worrying about it being perfect. They're worrying about it being good enough. Mm. And I think with CG, it's one of those things where unless it is perfect, it's Uncanny Valley. And you'll notice it. And it doesn't stand out. Uh, The physics aren't quite right or the texturing isn't quite right or an expression is not quite right. Sometimes that Uncanny Valley does 
set in where we go, it doesn't quite mm. look right. And we see it a lot. If you've ever watched, if you go back and rewatch Blade 2. Oh, yeah. I was thinking in my head when you were speaking that The Matrix Reloaded. Oh, and The Matrix Reloaded yeah. is a really good example. The Burly yeah. Brawl yeah. is a great example. But in Blade 2, which I also watched a couple weeks ago. Um, great movie. Blade great Blade film. Blade. Love the film. But there's one sequence in that film, which is right near the beginning, where the two assassins come into Blade's uh, compound. Mm-hmm. And they have the sword fight and the lights come on. Yep. And for most of it, it's a sword fight. And then whenever they cut to the wide shots, they use CG doubles. Mm. And they have no gravity to them. And they're just kind of bopping around. And it looks like they look like action figures. Yeah. And you sit there and going... Kind of takes you out of it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And you sit there and go, I'm not sure why they needed those shots anyway. And everything mm. else looks so good. Why did they need to put that in there? Which actually lowers the film. Because you sit there and look at it and go... Eh. It, yeah. It's like... Eh. You know, where you didn't need to have that. Watching Terminator 3 the other day, um, the CG work is fantastic, but there's one shot in it where the crane truck is going through the city and, bit, and Arnie's hanging on the end of the crane and it looks like a fake Arnie, mm. you know? And not all the time. Some of it is actually him, some of it mm. is other work and some of it works, but there are other times where you sit there and go, yeah, there's the CG Arnie hanging on the end of the crane, mm. you know? And so there are these moments where it just kind of takes you out of the moment. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think... I think we've come to a certain point where our CG work is, we're putting so much CG work into films yeah. now that we have to hire more and more and more people to do it. Mm-hmm. So we're getting under, we're not, the, the old masters are starting to move on totally, now. Yeah. And what's happening, I mean, think about the stuff that ILM produces. Mm-hmm. Those guys are all getting old now, yeah. you know? And 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 your, your uh, what's his name? Uh Oh, what's his name? With the stringy white hair who heads ILM. Oh, uh, uh, not Murin. Yeah, Murin. Uh, Dennis, uh, Mur- Dennis Murin. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Dennis Murin can't stick around forever. Yeah, Dennis Murin is is getting old. Yeah, you know, and and your we're a lot of the people who like your your Joe Johnsons have already mm-hmm. left. They yeah. moved on to other careers and stuff like that. So you look at it and go, so with all those people moving on, we need this whole new blood coming in, and this whole new blood aren't necessarily all as experienced. No, they can barely get an entry level job. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's something. It is. It is a watch this space. Mm. But I think what we really need to see right now, after Fury Road in particular, is I think we need to see a resurgence in basically trying to do it for real. Totally. Yeah. Try to do it for real Dress and use style, CG. You know? like to use aug- CG where you can't use it. Well, that's right. You be- augment with yeah. CG. You don't rely on mm. CG, and that's what Miller. That's what Miller did. I mean, absolutely. All, all, all There's the so stu- much CG in Mad Max. There is yet, so much CG know? in Mad Max, but not. The primary stuff; those yeah. guys really are on those rods, yeah. but they're all cable mm-hmm. cable protected to hold them in. The CG is to remove the cables. Yeah. You know, uh, the sandstorm is CG'd in because mm. they have to. And sky replacements and, and sky replacements and, and color correction and, 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 and so on. So forth. Speaking of color yeah. correction, though, can we really stop desaturating every single yeah. film? I am yeah. so sick of yeah. that. Des- yeah, I'm so sick of yeah. that desaturated yeah. look. It's a, it's a fad. Yeah, it's starting to look awful too. It is because everything yeah. looks yeah. blue. Yeah, and you go, we don't need everything to look yeah. blue. I'm sorry. Yeah. Color back in the world. We should move on, Dave. Let's move on. I think we got to meet Richard in twenty minutes. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's all right. We'll we'll kick in there. We might we might skip over some of this. Yeah, let's let's just skip over this quickly. It's just that Rebels is not getting a Blu-ray in Australia. Boo. Why? I don't know. You know Boo so to that. Um, Maybe we should skip the Sandman trailer. Yeah, we'll skip yeah. the Ant-Man trailer because we may uh, talk about it. We will talk about Jobs yeah. very Let's quickly, though. Let's just do this oh, really yes. quick. This is the best news thing of the we week. Said we, come back to, we said we come yeah. back to Raimi. Yeah, and um, yeah, they put out a first photo of Ash versus the Evil Dead. Yeah, uh, of Ash. Groovy. And he's in blue. <laughs> and um, this is very quickly becoming the thing I'm most looking forward to. I'm really curious to <laughs> see Star Wars. what they're going to do with yeah, this. I'm so like... 
and I did that loud enough so that the, the I hear so, it on yeah. the mic. Yeah, no, I knocked, I touched wood. You know, um, I don't know if these are real wood. <laughs> I, mean, I touched yeah. veneer. You know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know. I'll be devastated if this is this is something I've been waiting for for like you know. Now Rainy's producing. You know, uh, it's and I only watched Army Darkness recently. Is I watched it recently again because of this image. Like yeah. I was just I had is to Robert go Tapper, and see. Uh, or Tapper um, producing with I, Raimi? I, I believe so. I think it's all the original team. I know that Ivan Raimi and Sam Raimi are writing Yay. writing it, and um, Bruce Campbell obviously is, is co-producing as well. Producing, and Raimi's directing the first episode. Did you ever hear the little anecdotal piece of uh, news which said why Bruce Campbell got the role in Evil Dead? Because they were all friends. They were high school friends. They were all high school yeah. friends, and they all wrote it together, and they all produced it together, mm. and then when it came time to decide who was going to be in the film, they cast Bruce Campbell because he was the best looking of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in the... In the in... <laughs> yeah, he'd, he'd love to hear that. It sounds like... Um, in the commentary for Army of Darkness, because this week I watched the movie Director's Card, and then I watched the commentary, for it because I'd never right. been able to get it and I finally found the Blu-ray and I was like yes and um, yeah and it's interesting that commentary is really interesting because they're kind of dissatisfied with a lot of the movie and, mm. and what happened to the movie and, and all this kind of stuff but um, as a lot of people know the original ending for the movie is very different oh yeah like it's it's that Ash and spoilers for Army of Darkness if you have the film seen is 30 it, years old or 20 years you old you should see yeah. it this is not going to spoil it you know he's alive he's in the, he's in an image here yeah you know, and um but basically how the original thing ends is that he sleeps too long. He wakes up in the post-apocalypse. Correct. And um and during the commentary they're they're like, you know, this is the setup for Evil Dead Four and this Apparently is what Evil Dead 4 is. Apparently Della didn't like it and wanted it to Yeah, they said it was too depressing. Yeah. Yeah. And then so they went and reshot this S So, the, so it has the S Mart ending, which yeah. is always was always disappointing. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. always kind of a disappointing. And they're ending. openly disappointed about it in the yeah. in the thing too. And um they're actually openly disappointed about how the they think Ash is depicted differently to how they wanted him depicted in Army of Darkness, which kind of blew my mind. They wanted him more cowardly and more more um, responsible for doom and destruction. I they think didn't that comes like across. the love element. Yeah, I think <laughs> it comes across too. I think that comes know? across. And, um, give, me ooh, some, give me some ID. sugar. Give me some yeah, sugar. Something's maybe. going on here. Hello, don't worry yeah. about that. But yeah, but anyway, um, <clears throat> this is just going to be hopefully amazing. I just hope so. so this it, looks even like though it's back- continuing on from... The, the theatrical cut. This goes. This is going back to. Is this the theatrical cut? Or is this going back to being a sequel to Evil Dead Two? No, because well, originally the the it was this was going to be a movie called. Well, obviously, originally it was Evil Dead Four in the post apocalypse. Yeah. Was going to follow this structure of like you know, the present and then into the past and then into the future. Right, and that was going to be the whole series. But now it went. Then it went to Army of Darkness Two. I think they were calling it mm-hmm. for a while and it was going to then follow from the director's cut it was going to be in the post-apocalypse right which is i would want to see is, that which yeah. is what i really would want <clears throat> but in this it's s smart oh it is it's continuing from s smart and they that with along with this photo they gave a little plot synopsis which is that it's been years since ashes fought a, a deadite and everyone asks about where his hands gone he just makes up stories in bars about you know he'd lost it during a fight right, and right. like he's kind of ashamed and now they they come back, the right. Jedi's, yeah. Oh, look, I so, don't. But but but, sh- but shit, Dave. It's Bruce Campbell, Ash, Sam Raimi, yeah. in like. And let's let's man, face it. Let's you know? let's be very clear about and this. And this is stars, the network, but um, and they've said that they're they're going full gore, full violence. And this is the same the same studio who yeah. brought us Spartacus, so I have no yeah. reason to doubt them. But this is let's also be very clear about one thing. For the before anybody jumps up and down and says, "Oh, mm. continuity, continuity," this is the series. <laughs> this is a series <laughs> no of films continuity. that rewrote the intro 
every every film. time. Yeah, to the, to the point where Bridget Fonda's playing Linda yeah. in, the, in the third one. And it it's starts not, with yeah. a group of people yeah. going. Yeah. It goes yeah. to a couple yeah. going. Yeah. It yeah. goes yeah. to a yeah. different yeah. actress. Yeah. Yeah. They change the history every yeah. single time. Yeah. And that's, that's part, part of, of the charm. It's part yeah. of the charm. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's no point in worrying about continuity. They could just basically suddenly be there and deadites and not explain it at all. And who cares? Yeah. <coughs> so good. All right, excellent. Let's we'll move on. be following this. I'm pretty sure you and I are going to review this whole series. Hell's this. yeah. yeah. Okay. Hell's yeah. All right. Let's talk about Steve Jobs. Really while you quickly. do this, uh, while we play the trailer, I'm just going to give Richard a text. No worries. So we're just going to fire off a trailer really quickly. This is for the new Danny Boyle uh, film, Steve Jobs, written by Aaron Sorkin, and we'll have a chat, a little very quick chat about this once we come back. Uh, let me just make sure this is queued up properly. And here we go. What do you do? You're not an engineer. You're not a designer. You can't put a hammer to a nail. I built the circuit board. The graphical interface was stolen. So how come 10 times in a day, I read Steve Jobs as a genius? What do you do? Musicians play their instruments. I play the orchestra. I hear you've been worse than usual this morning. I didn't think that was possible. It's a system error. Fix it. Fix it? Yeah. We're not a pit crew at Daytona. This can't be fixed in seconds. You didn't have seconds. You had three weeks. The universe was created in a third of that time. Well, someday you'll have to tell us how you did it. <laughs> I'm begging you to manage expectations out there. You see how this reminds you of a friendly face? It's warm and it's playful and inviting and it needs to say hello. If you keep alienating people for no reason, there's be no one left for it to say hello to. Your Apple stock was worth $441 million, while your daughter and her mother are on welfare. She's not my daughter! You must be able to see that she looks like you. You're issuing contradictory instructions, you're insubordinate, you make people miserable. Even if that were true, doesn't sound that diabolical to me. We've spoken to the fire marshal and the building manager. They're going to come in and tell everyone to leave. If a fire causes a stampede to the unmarked exits, it'll have been well worth it for those who survive. The board believes you're no longer necessary to this company. I sat in a garage and invented the future because artists lead and hacks ask for a show of hands. You're gonna end me, aren't you? You're being ridiculous. I'm gonna sit center court and watch you do it yourself. Make everything all right with Lisa. Fix it! That's enough of that. All right, so basically I just want to touch on this very, very quickly, Dave, and just say that um, the trailer looks magnificent. It looks beautifully shot. I just felt the entire thing just felt a little bit bitter. It just felt a little bit like it was um, some – it looked like they didn't like – their subject matter very much so and i've read the walter isaacson's yeah, book yeah so have i yeah. yeah and the walter isaacson's book doesn't come across as that kind of bitter so i'm not sure where they're pulling that from mm. anyway so i'm be curious to see more about this as it comes up anyway so let's move on to terminator genesis because mm -hmm. uh we have another show to record today as well so let's move on we don't want to be like 
kicking this show over for the rest, for all of this time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So first of all, let's go through what we normally do with one of these reviews is we would actually say that Terminator Genesis is directed by Alan Taylor. Uh, now it's got a bunch of writers. So let me just get, let me just get, yeah, the, it really does. Let me just get the writers <laughs> list up here. So it's written by, uh, now I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to massacre this name, but I think it's later Caligridis, Patrick right. Lucier. Uh, and then it's got characters based on James Cameron and Gail and Hurd. Now it stars uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jason Clark, Amelia Clark, Jai Courtney, J.K. Simmons, uh, Matt Smith, Courtney B. Vance. J- uh, who is anybody else of note in there that we should um, mention? I don't think. I think that's the main cast. I think it is worth no- pretty much. I think it, it is worth noting that yeah. the big American blockbuster film for this year stars an Austrian, <laughs> an English girl, yeah. and two Australians. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> is Jason Clark an Australian? Jason Clark's Australian. Yeah, really? Yeah, Jason Clark's Australian, Jai Courtney's Australian, Amelia Clark's yeah. English, Schwarzenegger is originally Austrian, yeah. and Matt Smith is English. It's like the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so there you go. And then and according to IMDb, we always like pulling their synopsis, as John Connor sends Kyle Reese back in time to protect Sarah Connor, but when he arrives in 1984, nothing is as he expected it to be. And that's kind of the crux of this entire thing. Let's have a quick look at the trailer, and then we're not going to play the whole trailer because a lot of it's visual, Mm -hmm. and then we will talk about this film. John, you can do this. You just go, and you don't look back. My whole life, I prepared my son to lead humanity in the fight against the machines. On this night, we take back our world! But there was one thing I could never prepare him for. The machines tried to rig the game, sent a Terminator back to the time before the war to kill my mother. I'll go back. Let me save her. for you to arrive for over a decade. We. The Terminator. It is nice to meet you. I've been trying to teach him to blend in. I know it needs work. John. Hi, Mom. How can you be here? That seems like a good place to leave yeah. the trailer at that point. <laughs> uh, this trailer will be actually linked on our show notes and so you can find it there. All right, so looking at Terminator Genesis, we are looking at a film that started with James Cameron's Terminator, went to Terminator 2 Judgment Day, Terminator 3 by Jonathan Mostow, uh, McGee picked it up and, and did Term- Terminator Salvation and fucking lied to us about everything. <laughs> and now we've come back and we and and Alan Taylor, who was a Game of Thrones director mm-hmm. who direct, last directed Thor: The Dark World, has basically said, "Let's kind of reboot this whole thing." But it's pulling a Star Trek. Mm. It's playing with yeah, time- de- definitely. It's playing definitely. with timey wimey and basic yeah. timey wimey things and basically saying we can kind of rewrite things uh, using time, mm. right? Um, what were your first thoughts? Um, I really enjoyed it. Like on me the too. First I, yeah, I, I sat there going, <laughs> yeah. I, I, "There's been there's been really unfair judgment on this yeah. film because they basically go, well, it's not what Cameron would have done.' Yeah. People get over it. Cameron mm. Cameron finished his yeah. films. He's not interested yeah. in coming back. My and exact never will. my exact first thoughts I remember it was like, you know how it starts in the hole, you know? Yeah. The, the judgment after Judgment Day, the post apocalypse, yeah. all that stuff. It's like the second I saw that exoskeleton, I was just like, oh yeah, 
I'm back. <laughs> oh, you just, I just forgot how cool they yeah. were, you know. And then it's just the whole movie was just that. It was just fan service. <laughs> and I, and I thought, it. I thought, <laughs> in particular, the first half works mm. incredibly well. I thought the whole thing with Kyle Reese going back and the twist on that alternate 1984 was really clever. Mm. I thought the idea of, of, and this is in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler, but the T1000 coming back. Yeah. And reliving what the T1000 can do. I thought the bum in the, in the, Yes, in the, that in the whole alleyway. 1984 was just the 84 stuff was amazing. Yeah, just to have oh, and even little things. Actually, I don't want to talk about it. I rewatched. I rewatched the first Terminator mm-hmm. uh, last week because we we're going through all the Terminator yep. films again, and it's really interesting because because one of my thoughts was. In this film, when he goes through time, you see him kind of lift up into the air. When he appears in the alley, you see him drop onto the ground, right? Because you see the the time bubble appears in the air and he drops mm-hmm. on the ground. And I thought, that's actually really cool. And I had to go back and watch the original because in the original, Reese does fall yes. and yeah. hits the ground. And yeah. you always wonder why he falls yeah. where the Terminator just appears on the ground. And this film kind of goes about you. to yeah. explain yeah. kind of why he falls onto yeah. the ground because they miscalculated a little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> the um, only problems are sort of when it starts to get into the whole middle bit and it's the the whole kind of, I don't know whether to reveal on or not, but there's there's a whole device in the middle yeah, of the movie. And, look, uh, and the, the choices made with that are a bit stupid. Well, quite frankly, quite frankly <laughs> it doesn't ruin the movie. Quite frankly, yeah. it's in the trailer. So uh, we don't. I'm not going to go and, and exacerbate it's that. It's not in the trailer what I'm talking about, actually. Oh, which it's part are you the, talking it's about? It's the literal device. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's like no. They, they, it was dumb to the point where it's like you're thinking going, oh, they could have they could have stopped Skynet if they'd just done this. Yeah, yeah, but but, but to be fair, what they're talking, but it was fun. It, everything you know, like, they're talking about, about what Skynet, it wouldn't have been a movie. <laughs> you know, but, what they've yeah. talked about with what Skynet has become mm. is interesting because everybody's written off Terminator Three, and so mm. nobody ever goes back to it. But that's actually proposed in Terminator mm. Three is the idea of what Skynet has become, yeah, rather than what they thought it was, right? So, and, and it's interesting because I actually went back and watched Terminator 3 and it's actually not as bad as people remember it. Sure. It's not yeah. bad. I actually quite enjoyed it. Um, and it's got a really bleak ending. I kind of mm. I kind of like the fact that it's got a really bleak ending to yeah. it. But I actually... They look, all should, to an extent, have a bleak ending, I think. I think like, they kind of... Because, because the future is, kind of is not yeah. set. Yeah. And that's kind of the... James Cameron set mm. that in motion. The idea that even if they win... They may not ultimately win, yeah, because time is not written. Fate is not what you make. Now, fate mm. is what you make, mm-hmm. right? And so, basically, anything can change it. And I love the fact that this film is setting up for more films. The idea we still don't know what sent Schwarzenegger back in yeah. the first place. Um, they don't explain that. And there's been all sorts of speculation, fan speculation, yeah. that it's got something to do with J.K. Simmons. Sure. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and we won't go into detail yeah. about that. But J.K. Simmons actually thought was a really neat addition mm-hmm. to the idea of the mythos and, and that there's somebody else who actually knows what's going on. Um, I think Matt Smith was well underused. Yeah. They should yeah. have used more of him. But, you know, it yeah. was all right. I thought this I, film was yeah. spectacular. I mean, it what just... What did you think of Amelia Clark? I really love... Well, I, I just love Amelia Clark in I, I, general. I was, I, I just, I'm going to be unfair. I'm kind of in love with her. And, 
but I, I, I thought she was amazing. You know, like kinda, in this movie. Kinda, I don't know. It's kind of like, unfair bias. I am biased. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, kind of unfair bias yeah. because I love Daenerys. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. So I'm going to have a love for Amelia Clark yeah. doing anything, but mm. I thought she did a really good job. Going back and watching Terminator 1 and 2, she's no Linda Hamilton. <laughs> no. She's no Linda Hamilton. But not expected to be. But you know. um, it's she's a different Sarah Connor here. It's a different Sarah Connor. That's right, exactly. And the point is that this film has rewritten history. She is not the waitress. She's not going into a mental institution. She's not doing any of that stuff. This is a completely different Sarah Connor. And it just shows you how time and circumstance changes a lot of things. Mm. And that's what this film is kind of playing with. I thought the action sequences were spectacular in this film. I thought the the, the effects work is really good in yeah, this film. Yeah, barring a couple of... There's a couple, moments, of, there's a couple you know, of little bits and pieces. The helicopter stuff was a bit... That actually looked like a computer game. Yeah. Yeah, that was actually... the we- It's probably the weakest effect in the entire thing. It felt like and something you could do in GTA, not... not it was, what it was also a sequence where you said, we didn't need it. Yeah. They didn't actually need to have yeah. that helicopter sequence at all. Yeah. And for some reason, they felt they had to put it in there. Yeah. And I don't... I don't know why yeah. it so, kind of just like drops off the edge of a building like it's a leaf. I don't know. Like how to explain. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, but other than that, mm. look, I think the film you go, you go to yeah. just enjoy. It's just it. trying to be like a, a, like it doesn't even attempt to really have any time travel logic. It's not. It's not that kind of thing. It's no. Just, it's just like you just enjoy it. You know. They like, said we need to make another it's Terminator big, film. Dumb, loud. Like it moves along. Arnold's great. In it's it. also shot in New loved, Dolby Atmos, yeah. so it is really <laughs> yeah. loud. Um, I loved Arnold in this movie. I thought he had so many like um, terrible lines in it too. Theoretically, yeah. You know, like there were there were a lot of like terrible jokes and and notes. Like there's a section where they play the cops theme song. Yeah, and it's like there's so many bad things, but I kind of liked it more for being. Being they're that way, playing like, playing like they just weren't it. taking it seriously because at this yeah. point the franchise is so dead in the ground. It's just like let's just have fun with it. Let's now. just make a let's just give the people what they film. want, yeah. which is just like Terminators fighting each other for for like ninety minutes. Yep, you know, like let's we're done. James Cameron said everything there is to to do with the philosophy of like the impending. What death we want to see is Arnold. And with it's a, like Arnold with a yeah. robot hand. Now it's just like you know, <laughs> I am your dad. You know, like you know, like <laughs> come on, pops. You know, like it's yeah. just. Then his smile is killer. Yeah, oh yeah. It's just big, loud, and dumb and fun. Yeah, look, like, I quite, yeah, like, I quite enjoyed but in the, the film. best way. Like it's so, it's almost tongue in cheek. Like it knows what it is. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Look, I think Alan Taylor definitely knows how to put together an action sequence. There's no doubt about that. I mean, he's been doing it for years with Game of Thrones and with Thor. And I think that barring some logic problems, mm. and barring the problem that. And this is going to be a little bit controversial. I actually don't like Jai Courtney very much. Yeah. Um, I still don't think he's been given the right thing to do yet. Yeah. I and know. he's not right as Kyle Reese yeah. because when you. Put, just, this yeah. is a character. Whenever that, they put an Australian into a Terminator movie in a lead role, never really. Oh, works see, that, out does, that doesn't even worry me so much. <laughs> Although, <laughs> no, I, I, like I know, I know what you're getting to with Sam, Sam Worthington. Worthington. Yeah. But, 50% but, blue. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. But what I mean is I just don't think Jai Courtney is the right energy for Kyle no, Reese. When you yeah. especially when you go back and rewatch The Terminator. Yeah. Uh, Michael Bean set a particular tone for Reese. Reese is very melancholy mm. and Jai doesn't Jai Courtney doesn't have that yeah. that element to him and he just felt wrong. Mm. Um, whereas John Connor, we've had four different John Connors yeah. now, so we don't really have a position on what John Connor should be, mm. you know? So you can put anybody in that role yeah. and it doesn't really matter. But Reese was a very well-defined character and Jai Courtney just doesn't have... I don't want him to imitate um, Michael Bean, mm. but I want the same kind of style of character. And yeah. Jai Courtney just does... I don't think Jai Courtney is actually a bad actor. No. I just don't... I think just you're right. M- I don't, miscast, I, maybe. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he's had a role. 
Yeah. To, I think he, they're just trying to Hopefully wait. Hopefully Suicide Squad might be something. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. He wasn't actually too bad in... Um, the film was... Okay. Oh, Jack Reacher. Well, I haven't seen Jack Reacher, but I saw yeah. I, Frankenstein the other day. Oh, I didn't see that. Um, yeah. Which is a mediocre film, but he's in it. And he's actually not so bad in it, but he's got kind of a lackluster role. So. Right. Um, but, you know, whatever. That's kind of here nor there. But I feel that was my only real niggle was out of all the casting, I didn't quite by him as Reese. And he's a fairly important character in this. Mm-hmm. So I would rather have had a better yeah. actor yeah, or not a better actor, but a different actor mm-hmm. in that role. But other than that, I was fine with the rest of the casting mm-hmm. and I was fine with the rest of this film. Yeah. I actually, I think that just put away your conceptions of what a Terminator film should mm-hmm. be. Put away the the Cameron bias, yeah, and basically just go to enjoy the film. Yeah, I mean it's part five. Yeah, and as I said, like the whole thing is just like Arnold's still kicking it. Like, yeah, like, and as I said yeah. earlier, when you look at the Rotten Tomatoes, and you got eighteen percent reviewers, seventy seven percent fans. Fans are digging it, you mm. know. So go and have a look at it yeah. and go, you know, it's a, it's a good time. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, and look, I would recommend it. I don't know about you. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I, I would. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, like, um, you know. Oh, maybe, maybe to some people I wouldn't, but you know, to the just like if you if you like ac- action movies and you like mm. Terminators and you like Arnold, like yeah, what do you got to lose? Absolutely. And Amelia Clark is in it. And Amelia Clark is in it. And she's very fun to look at. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, that was incredibly no, incredibly no, this out, of, was out of place. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe that, one. that, one, that, one, that one's better. That one's right, let's go better. do our spoilers. Uh, yeah, okay. uh, very very quickly, we're just going to talk about a couple of spoilers. We're going to sign off the show though, so those who don't want to hear spoilers, this is the end of the show, mm-hmm. so you don't have to worry about it anymore. You can catch more of me uh, on Twitter at Dave McVeigh on geekactually.com or you can find me on Facebook. Dave? Yeah, uh, Twitter at Dave Longo and yeah, Facebook, I guess. Fantastic. Yeah. Next week, do we know what the film is next week? Next week is... Uh... Yeah, I don't know, I know at this point. Hmm. We'll we'll come back yep. to you on that. But there will be a, there will be a film next week, and we're going to talk Hopefully. more about Star Trek. But yeah. for the moment, I think if you agree or disagree with anything you've heard on this show, if you hated or mm-hmm. liked the Terminator, write to us. Give uh, us fe- some feedback, guys. Feedback at geekactually.com. Go on to uh, iTunes and drop us a review and a star rating to help us boost, boost this show up if you want to. Um, there is a voicemail line. If you go to geekactually.com, hit the contact page, you'll find all the information about how to contact us. Mm-hmm. So in the... Uh, that's uh, that's smells and sounds like a show at this point. I think we so. are going to go out with our music. When the music comes out, we are going to come back to a quick spoiler section. Mm-hmm. So stick with us if you want to hear spoilers. Otherwise, those who don't want to hear spoilers, geek on, and we'll catch you next week. See you, Dave. Bye bye. All right, so first spoiler. <laughs> we've got a, we've, we've got a, a short span because Richard's mm-hmm. waiting for us at the coffee yeah. shop. I uh, just wanted to talk very quickly that uh, the uh, the whole Genesis being <laughs> software <laughs> rather <laughs> than yeah. hardware. Yeah. This was actually kind of established in Terminator 3 where they actually said it was the virus. Remember mm-hmm. the whole thing was about a virus and how Skynet was going to That's come right. in and wipe out the virus. Yep. And, and John Connor has that epiphany at the end of Terminator 3 when he goes, 
Skynet's a, <laughs> Skynet is software, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. And that is extended onto this with Genesis being, and uh, Skynet is Genesis. Genesis yeah. is Skynet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, what is, what is the, 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 the. Oh, I was talking about like that Sarah Connor has a time machine. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is borrowing. In 84. Which is yeah. actually borrowing a page from the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Right. Okay, it, right. I've never watched it, that. And it brings yeah. Sarah Connor Chronicles in it because in Sarah Connor Chronicles, they actually do jump time. Sure. So that's how they get around uh, worrying okay. about Terminator okay. 3 is yeah. they actually jump from 1984 and yeah. then they jump to 97 or something I'll, like I'll, that. Because so. my, my big thing with that was like, well, why, why would you need to just, why do you need to time travel and stop it in the future? Why don't you just take your time and stop it now? Well, yeah, like you've but got all that's, the a, time. that's a logic. Yeah, like, that's a logic yeah, hole. Yeah. We, don't, we don't worry about yeah, the logic yeah. holes. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't. But touch- as, I, as I said before, there wouldn't really be a movie. It'd just be her hanging out with pops. Well, exactly. And yeah. also, which itself would have been a cool. Did movie. you stay to the? Did you stay to the mid credits? Ah, uh, the mid credits. I did. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. there's. I don't think there was one. At the uh, I got. I got this app, which is a cool app called Anything After. So, so <laughs> you, you can look up. If there's anything. I'm getting that yeah. app. Yeah, it's great. So yeah. basically, if you stay to the end, we haven't destroyed Skynet. Skynet. The the bubble of Skynet is still sitting underneath the building so i guess that's how we're going to establish the fact but the jk simmons character the fan speculation yes. on jk simmons is it was him who sends back pops right okay because he's the only one that actually knows what's going on yeah. and so in the future he's the one who actually is the person who has sent back arnold earlier sure so i thought that was kind of intriguing whether that's going to play out yeah. or not who knows? Yeah. But that's kind of at this point what the, that particular uh, that particular fan speculation is. It kind of makes sense. And J.K. Simmons has said that the O'Brien character is actually going to play a fairly significant part later. Sure. So sure. they are establishing they him sequels, yeah. to do more. Uh, for Hopefully those, they do. For those who've cool. seen the film, O'Brien's yeah. the young cop at the mm-hmm. beginning who helps get the cuffs off of yeah. him, who then becomes J.K. Simmons. So, um, and is the only person who actually believes Mm. What's going on now? Let's just talk very, very briefly. John Connor. Yeah. See, this is the thing that was like, um, if this had not been blown in the trailer, I would have like, like stood up and applauded maybe. Mm. Like, because it was such a cool twist. But, I, but, but the fact that they spent like twenty minutes of the movie like playing it as yeah. nothing. It was really and because like it's twenty minutes in the smack bang in the middle of the movie. It's like you just know the where the second act. I was actually it's like, it was at one really point, bothering me. Like the whole opening of the movie, it was just I couldn't get past it for a while. The fact that they like, were so blatant in showing it in the trailer, mm. there was part of me that actually went, "There's going to be another twist on this. There's yeah. got to be another." But twist I mean, this, on al- this this also shows like um like the whole climax of the bridge scene and mm. like like the 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 truck falling with John Connor in How it. How good like, was that sequence? Yeah, it was though. such a good scene. I go in there, I know how it ends. And like, it, yeah. it wasn't like in this whole, like, oh no, the movie's been ruined or anything. It was just sort of like, I would have enjoyed this so much more. This was a known. flawed like, piece of marketing. Yeah, this was, yeah. this was marketing. Like people. In, and I normally don't like trails, but this is, this is an exception even to that. It's like, this was yeah. a, a marketing team who were, they just were desperate at the last, overzealous yeah. in trying to get a bum in the seat. Yeah. And they said, Show the coolest stuff you can, and unfortunately, all the coolest stuff was spoiler stuff. Yeah, and it it is detrimental to the film. Um, and it is one case where yes, I I, I agree with you. I think the trailer did show too mm. much. Um, I, show, trailers can show a lot and not spoil for me. Yeah, but I think the reveal of John Connor over all else yeah. was just that, not that, right. That's this movie's moment of um, you know, in Terminator Two. Yeah, come with me if you want to live. Exactly, where you're like Arnold's. Arnold's 
he's a good guy. Yeah. But that's this moment. It's, you know. And, he's and a bad they, guy. And, and oh, they, they robbed us of it. Yeah, know? they did. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else that's burning at you to talk about? No, not really. No, I think that's, yeah. the, that's the biggest spoilers in the mm. piece. Uh, Time Machine, John Connor. Uh, yeah. J.K. Simmons. Yeah, I think we covered everything. Yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah. If you've got any spoilers that are bugging you, send them to us. Yeah, and we can we'll, have a and we'll have a, and we'll have a, and we'll have a little loopy yeah. doopy about them. But in the meantime, I think that's it. I think we're going to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got behind the panels to record. Yes. And uh, so we're going to leave it at that. Yeah. Sounds good. All and right. We got a great book on behind the. Panels. We do. So yeah. do listen to this week's behind the panels where we talk about uh, we, stand Cable, guard, we stand on guard, which is very very interesting indeed. Otherwise, we'll see you all next week. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Oh, and uh, finally, just because we can... Breaking news! Tom Cruise allegedly leaving Scientology. What?